What's up, guys? This is your host, Dewan Marrero. Joining us this week on See You on the Court podcast is our Indy Heat Red director and assistant men's basketball coach at Indiana Tech, Coach Josh Reconin. Josh joins the podcast this week to share how he got into the coaching business, joining Indiana Tech staff, and how he crossed paths with Jim Rats. Really dope episode, guys. Cannot wait for you guys to listen. Today we have our invite-only uh, workout at Noblesville Boys and Girls Club. So I'm looking forward to checking that out today. Keep you guys up to date as well on social media. Guys, be sure to check out this episode visually under our YouTube channel at Indie Heat Gym Rats. I will have the link in the episode description. Hope you all enjoy. Josh, pleasure to have you on the See on the Court podcast. How's your weekend been going? Hey, not too bad, man. We had that first Indie Heat showcase this week. How was it? I was pissed. I missed it. How was it? It was, it was actually an awesome experience. Jamal, Jamal and Todd and the guys did a really good job putting it on this weekend. I think they had 40 guys there. A lot of That's talent, awesome. A lot of talent in the gym. So it was, it was fun to be there, man. It was a good energy in the gym, well run, and I think the guys got a lot out of it, which is all you can ask for in your first ever showcase. What's, what's your thoughts behind, like, AAU and grassroots, like – what you've seen because of COVID, did you think we were going to have an AAU season? To be honest, no, I didn't think we'd have anything at all. Uh, it was one of those things where you, you cause I, I work in education and obviously at higher education in India tech, which I know we'll talk about later, but uh, I didn't think we'd have it. You know, you're, yeah. you're sitting there and you get your call that all of a sudden you're not going to have classes for anything anymore. And you're, you're, you're not teaching and you're not, your kids aren't going to class. It's just weird. You know, kids get right. off from campus immediately. So you're kind of sitting there going, what's going on, you know? And then you started to kind of see that light, like, okay, we maybe are going to have a little bit of a grassroots season here. And then right. you start doing the rumblings. And then, you know, honestly, we, it was pretty special. And that's the fact that we got to have anything at all. And always in our facility and our gym in Fort Wayne made it pretty nice. I, I thought it was cool. And, and what's your thoughts about like around like gym rats, you know, they're, we've been pretty active on social media because I think that's the best thing to keep our program alive due to COVID. Like what's your thoughts behind like gym rats, just upgrading everything with their social media. I think it's huge. I think that in today's day and age, you see it from recruiting uh, at the college level. I mean, you see it in all of the big time programs for, collegiately and the NBA, everything are amping up their social media presence. People want to see their highlights. They want to see the, um, you know, media posts of them done right. or their finishes and they want to see all that content. And I think that we have so much talent in our program that we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't have content out there showing these guys off of how good they are. You, you helped me out so much when you, on Twitter, when a kid gets a scholarship because they don't understand like, Jim Rats is a big program. We just don't have 17U. We have 16U, 15U, and 14U, and so on. So when, you get a, when, you get, when a kid gets a scholarship, I'm like, okay, let's repost him because of Josh was like, shout out to so-and-so. So I appreciate it, man, because uh, you keep track with a lot of guys. And I meant to ask you, like, when you first came in a program, was it hard for you to, like, know everyone's name in the Jim Rats program? Uh, it was a little challenging at first. Um, it's that's something that – I've always, it's kind of a funny thing. I've always kind of prided myself in trying to know people's names and like, right. know, like I'm one of those people that tries to memorize different things. Right. I would, when I first got into coaching, I would get on all of those like recruiting lists. Right. And I would start reading names and trying to see which guys in my area as a high school coach were going to be the best kids, you know? And gotcha. Not, 
then when we got involved with gym rats, you're seeing a hundred kids at workouts and tryouts and we have kids throughout the whole program. And I just kind of took pride in trying to get to know those different faces and names, uh, you know, because if you know how it is, sometimes right. you show up and guy goes, Hey, what's up coach. And they don't yeah. even know who you are. I, I ask all the time. I don't know if you notice, I'll be like, Josh, who is that? He was like, Oh, he's Indy Heat red or Indy Heat black, or he plays on the gym rats team. I'm like, man, you're right on because I have to like make notes now. Like for this upcoming season, when we have, I've been jotting down the names who may play on the EYBL teams. Yeah. So now when I do go to the gym, I know to, who to look forward to. Yeah. Um, how did you get involved with gym rats for a lot of people that's wondering? They uh, actually, so my first year out, I was, uh, I played at Taylor University. Um, nice. In high school in the Crossroads League. And I wanted to coach. I knew that. And so I got involved down at Jay County High School. Um, nice. From there, I went to East Noble High School. And actually reconnected with a good friend of mine named Cody Henson, who is now the director and head coach of Elevation Prep here in Fort Wayne. Oh, cool. Um, we play them, I, by the way. Oh, you play them? In the showcase, Summit City Showcase. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so he's, he's doing a really good job with the Elevation Prep here in Fort Wayne. They're bringing in talent. And so when he was doing it, he, we both were young coaches, just started out. We were former AAU teammates back nice. when we were eighth. What well, AAU team did you play with? Uh, we played for a team out of uh, the Elkhart area called Tiffany's. Nice. Okay. And so Cody had been connected because he was good friends with Brian Rogers. And Brian was one of his mentors through high school. Um, and Brian and myself had known each other through high school. The B Rogers. Cody, yeah. I B. was with B Rogers today at the Pangos camp. Okay. Yep. And he obviously, Brian knows everybody in the state. Right. Um, but yeah, so Cody had, Cody was coaching an eighth grade team at the time. And uh, we reconnected and he asked me to be his assistant on the eighth grade team. Well, that first year, there was the first year of jumpstarting our red program as well. Um, I'd gone through and we had done a couple eighth grade tournaments, which starts prior to the high school season. Well, right. I'd have been approached by Todd um, and Jared Boff, Todd Hensley and Jared Boff, about, you know, pursuing a 16 red opportunity right. um, if I had any interest. So that summer, I took over our 16 red team, um, had a great summer, had a blast, traveled all through, you know, the Midwest and, and competed at a high level for our first year on the red side. Right. And since then, I've just been involved ever since that first year, about five years ago. That's awesome. Uh, what was it like to land your first coaching job? It was amazing. It was exciting, you know, but it's not as glamorous as everybody always thinks it is. You know, right. my first coaching job at the high school level, I was a volunteer. Okay. Didn't get paid a dollar, you know. And Right. It, and I was living, you know, in an apartment with some friends from college that were former teammates, you know. There you and, go. And so you're just, you're just grinding to try to get involved. And then, right. you know, I got hired at East Noble as a varsity assistant and loved it. Um, you know, and then when I landed my first college coaching opportunity, it was just, it was almost surreal because it was one of those things you're thinking. I remember playing and I remember putting my college coaches on a pedestal like, wow, those guys are so intelligent. They're so smart. You know, that kind of thing about your coaching staff. Right. And then when I was sitting there thinking, man, I, I'm one of those guys on the other side. who On, I the, on the business side. I think I like the business side more than playing because of uh, stability. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. players come and go. You know, I mean, everybody knows that if you're on the business side, you always got to do what's best for the team. Yeah. And now you see the personnel on the coaches side on how coaches think and I've, I've come to realize that it's hard to get four people to agree on what you're saying sometimes everybody going to have disagreements when we watch film and whatnot what do you think are some challenges coaches go through 
on a day-to-day basis now. I think that that what you just mentioned is one of the the hardest things to do is you're taking a group of people, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you're taking a group of people from anywhere of 10 players to 15 players, depending on what team you're coaching, not right. to mention your entire staff. Right. You have to try to get a vision and a goal and get them to buy in and believe it. And everybody has different agendas. Everybody has different beliefs. And so you have to get everybody going in the same direction. I think that's one of the hardest things to do because each of your players and each of your coaches are being pulled in so many different directions by so many different people, you know, that to get them streamlined and getting to go, Hey, this is how we're trying to move forward. It's, it's, it's a challenge. You know, I think the other thing is um, in, in the social media piece of it is, is a challenge for coaches Um, because you want to be active and you want to be involved, but you know, you have, you have kids that sometimes are, are seeking out highlight plays or they're seeking out no ways question. that they're going to get the, the, the clicks or the likes or the retweets or the Instagram posts. And I think that, you know, getting people to buy into just playing hard and doing the little things is a challenge you face every day rather than pursuing just the highlights and explosive plays. No question. Now, who are some of the coaches you look up to for like influence and guidance when you're trying to coach? You know, I think that the biggest thing is I have some really great mentors in my life in terms of the coaching side and the business side. Um, coach Teagle, who is the Huntington North head coach, is a great friend of mine and has been a mentor all the way through. Um, coach Platt, who I worked with at Huntington University, is a guy who his father was well, was one of the winningest coaches in Indiana, was a super awesome. successful coach. So staying in contact with the Platt family. And then now with my you know, peers and colleagues at Indiana Tech, you know, we, we had a lot of people to lean on. And then also we have some people who've been around the block in our gym rats program who I rely heavily on bouncing ideas, Mark Burks and Jared Quarles and one of my guys. best friends in the world, Byron Pickens. Uh, we bounce ideas off each other like crazy, um, make each other better. Now, like I'm a big reader. Um, okay. so I like to read, to read from coaches that are better than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to learn from people who have won because there's a reason they've won. So one of my, I guess, my favorites to read through his stuff, obviously, Coach K is a great one. Mine's Calipari. That's Calipari, my favorite player. Yeah. Calipari in the player's first book that he wrote is just amazing, different approach to putting, like, how he truthfully does put his players first. And it's – No question. It's, I, it's, I love the part when he talked about Marcus T and how Marcus T finally bought in around, like, winter time. Yeah. You know, and he came to his office and say, like, Marcus came to his office and was like, you know, Coach, I want to buy in. You know, I mean, UK fans bleed basketball and they know when players aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Yep. Yeah, so. UK is a, it's a, it's a tough job because those people in the state of Kentucky, you know, some people would rather buy a TV and cable back in the day to watch Kentucky basketball than have running water in their homes. It's, it's insane. Um, when I was at Moorhead State and I'll go down to Lexington and, and just the energy – Oh, do you play for UK? I'm like, no, I don't play for UK. I play for Moorhead State. Then they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Have a good day. But they <laughs> love their UK players, bro. It's it's really insane. And speaking of like schools, like what was it like when you landed the position at Indiana Tech as an assistant coach? You know, amazing, amazing opportunity. Um, you know, during a COVID year, it's stressful. Uh, being a being a free agent coach, we'll put that quote, free agent coach <laughs> is a stressful time during COVID yeah. because – administrations were on hiring freezes schools were looking at their enrollment numbers and their finance and where they're going to be all throughout the country um so it was stressful to during that process probably more stressful my wife than myself um you know because she was in limbo trying to figure out where we're going to be living and what we're going to do but 
when Coach Albert called and offered me the opportunity, just felt super blessed. And I know that we have an amazing group of guys, talented roster. So it was a chance to learn from somebody who's won and hopefully have a successful upcoming season as well. Man, we were happy for you. Like I said, when I, when I saw that you made it official at Tech, I'm like, that's big time. Because now you're steady climbing a ladder and we have the resources to be successful. And I'm like, man, Josh, sky's the limit for you. Josh, I want you to talk about the media side of things too. You've helped me a lot on our social media for gym rats in regards to flyers. Like, how did you get started with doing flyers and just your, your tech side? It's funny. I was back, that was a hobby of mine back when I was a high school kid. Um, really? Windows Movie Maker and all that stuff. And one of my hobbies is I used to sit down in my basement and I would make like highlights um, of different players just that I like. So I'd make them of John Wall and LeBron James. And so I you was doing back then you know what kids are doing now. Yeah. You and was so doing I, that back then. Okay. And I loved it. And I would get on YouTube and I would find all the clips of players and I'd try to put them in and put good music to it. Um, right. And I really enjoyed it. And then I stayed doing that, just, you know, messing with things through college. And a lot of my projects I would make would be video based or, you know, some kind of visual because uh, I enjoyed that part. And then right. when you get out, I just decided, you know, this is, this is something that can help in the world of battle it's a skill and a, you know an asset to some program for sure some of these skills so you know just started working on different things with the photoshop and the video editing services and you know working on my phone to try to make sure even if i'm on the go i can still still right. get get content if i need it out there um and then use everything just kind of you know i'm not i'm nowhere near a pro i'm not <laughs> in, you know, but i you know you get better every day at it as you get more accustomed to doing it that's awesome. What advice would you give some kids now who are seniors looking, you know, for it to plan at the collegiate level? Like what advice would you give them during COVID in a time like this from a coach's advice? I think the biggest thing is be open to any opportunity that presents itself. Um, because truthfully, the person or school that pursues you the hardest is probably the one that wants you the most. And they're going to mm -hmm. take the best care of you through your college experience. You know, you, you as a player know that I know that as a player, um, right. I picked the school that recruited me the hardest, you know, because I wanted to go there and feel valued. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of people that sometimes can get caught up in, in other elements of recruiting, like right. the facility or, you know, what do the jerseys or the gear look like? Uh, what, you know, was it D1, D2, NAI? What level is it? And end of the day, it's about who you're going to war with on the court, you know, no the, question. the players and the relationships you build that you're going to remember. You're not going to remember what your locker looked like. No. Your jersey was that looked this good. You're going to remember those people you did it with. So I think be open to any opportunity, know your pros and cons, um, and then be active. Be active in your recruitment with the, the new NCAA eligibility rules changing. Um, yeah. Like people get another year guarantee, yeah. right? Another another guaranteed year uh, for all NCAA at winter sport athletes. Does that that sucks for like the 2021 class? I think that it'll it'll be something that heavily affects 21 and 22 um, because guys will be staying there and they've passed the you know one time exemption transfer rule. So you know already a thousand transfers every year from Division one schools in the portal. Right now you're going to see that number increase, uh, and so really it just makes makes that much more talent to uh, oversaturate the market of spots there are. You know, there's more talent than there is spots and opportunities at that level. And speaking of like class 21 and 22, where do you see the, the future of like 
grassroots basketball and like AAU? Do you see it continues like to rise and continue to have these premier showcases like the EYBL? And I think other programs may adopt what we had like Battle of the Brands. Yeah. I think that one day showcases are going to be a major thing going forward. Um, I just, I just see those one day events being something that continues to be a hot commodity uh, for travel purposes, financial purposes of programs uh, and trying to put together opportunities where you're playing high level teams. So you don't have those 20, 25, 30 point blowout games as often, you know, you're, you're getting high level guys on the court competing with each other. And that's what people want to see. And that's what college coaches want to see is, matchups and how people perform against other guys in their position that are college athletes. Josh, appreciate you coming on a podcast, bro. It's been some time and I can't wait to get this out this week. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Keep doing everything you're doing for the program and, you know, keep growing your own platform as well. Right on. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. Hey, you've been watching football Sunday, by the way, the bears won a day. The lions, the lions found a win. It's 38 to 10. Tampa Bay is being green Bay right now. So I'm watching that right now, getting ready to relax. So I appreciate it again, bro. I appreciate you. What's up, guys? We are back. Hope you all enjoyed this episode with my guy, Coach Josh Reconan. Um, Josh is one of a kind, and we are very thankful to have him part of the Gym Rats organization. Guys, be on the lookout as well for updates on how our invite only went um, today in Noblesville at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And guys, if you guys can be so kind and leave a review under our Apple podcast, our Spotify podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcast, we will really appreciate it. Be sure to tune in next week. We will have special guest coach Justin Jordan, who is a Fort Wayne, Indiana native. Cannot wait for you guys to listen to that episode, but thank you all again for listening to this episode and talk to you guys again soon.